Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the Potterverse. It's a podcast dedicated to the book and film universe of Harry Potter. So grab your favorite wands and time turners. Let's step into the night and pursue that flighty temptress adventure. Hey everybody, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and uh, yeah, this is it, Mary. This is the this is the big expository dump that we've all been waiting for. This is the like this is our second big I'm the villain uh, in, in like two chapters, and we're we're ready for it. We're ready. We're ready to uh, the big explanation, Mary. The, the the final aha. I'm the bad guy, and this was my plan all along. Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. But like, what a great plan. You know, what a wonderful way to have this super thick book, have all of these things that are just interwoven and we go, no way, no way, no way. And then you want to reread the book right away. Yeah, you read it with different eyes and, and different lens. And it was Bertha Jorkins the whole time. You dun, know, like dun, dun. that that kind of that kind of deal. So it, it is funny, though, how Bertha Jorkins kind of comes back into this and uh, how you know, it, it was just one of those things. That, well, you know, we'll get we'll get into it. We'll 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 get into all all of that stuff and how uh, the author and used all of the elements at her disposal. All right, Marvin, what chapter are we on for today? We are on chapter thirty-five, Veritas Serum. He asked me whether I was ready to risk everything for him. I was ready. It was my dream, my greatest ambition to serve him to prove myself to him. He told me he needed a pl- to place a faithful servant at Hogwarts, a servant who would guide Harry Potter through the Triwizard Tournament without appearing to do so, a servant who would watch over Harry Potter, ensure he reached the Triwizard Cup, turn the cup into a portkey, which would take the first person to touch it to my master. I have a big question about this, and I, and I, and I want to get into it later because... I think there's some functionality issues with the port key. Okay. Um, but we'll, I think we'll get into that in a little bit. All right. But anyway, you ready to get into the chapter? Sure am. Let's do it. I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. All right. What's your mini chapter recap like, Mary? In this chapter, Harry's out of the Triwizard Tournament, freaking out. And then Full Moody brings him upstairs. Moo-ha-ha-ha, it was me all along. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And um, Dumbledore comes in, does a little Veritas serum, and he tells his maniacal plan. So, I, Mary, I, I feel like the first thing I have to ask here is actually what I just brought up, which is the whole 
issue that I'm taking with the port key. Not that the port key is the problem, but um, obviously it was Barty Crouch. It was faux, faux, uh, faux Moody. Right. It, it, but the the port key when they touch it in the maze brings them to the what's it called? It brings it to Voldemort. And when Harry runs at the end of the last chapter, grabs the port key. How does the port key know to go back to where it was, where it went? That's how port keys work. Yeah, but like, I guess like somebody. All right, let's let's put it as dumb as possible, so I can I can get it in my brain. Full Moody programmed the port key so that the port key goes to Voldemort, right? Yes. Okay, great. How like, but it didn't program it to go back to Voldemort, uh, go back to Dumbledore, right? Like that, I don't know how that works. I mean, I would say, if anything, I'm confused as to why it didn't go back to the center of the. Yeah, like that feel that that would make sense to me. That's my question: is like, why isn't it in the center of the maze? Right. If so, it like here's the thing: if there, if if what happened was he touched the port key, the port key goes back to the center of the maze, but everybody's in the center of the maze because like there should have like there was some kind of alert or there was something like. Oh hey, this child just disappeared off the grounds mm-hmm. and everybody went to where the Triwizard Cup was because like that's the only way a child could get off the grounds. Mm-hmm. Then that would make sense to me. Because that like that's the program. Mm-hmm. But s- somehow like does a wizard have any and I don't feel like a, a wizard would have any control over where a port key goes just based off of thought, right? Because if that were the case, then like who's to say when somebody touched the port key to go to the Quidditch World Cup, they were like, you know what, halfway, I don't feel like going there. That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, maybe Phil Moody programmed it so it brought him back to the exit or maybe it was a double port key. And like its final goal was to bring you outside. Like you touch it at the end and then it brings you to the center of the amusement. So you don't have to find your way out. Or maybe just the maze deflates. Like maybe when someone touches the the Triwizard Cup, the maze goes away. Because how are those kids going to find their way out? Past all those spiders and sphinxes. Yeah, but. Yeah, so I just think bippity boppity boo magic. I mean, yeah, magic. (laughs) I agree, magic. Um, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that like, even in the, in the film, when I was watching, I'm like, how does the port key know to go back to where like Harry is supposed to go? It's always been a, a weird question that I've, mm. that I've had. And I was hoping that either you or one of the, one of the nerds that are listening right now actually has the answer because I don't fully know it has confounded me for, since I've seen the film. Hmm. I will think about it. But it hasn't confounded me enough where I was like, I'm going to go do the research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just more of a talking point, I suppose. There is a fan theory. Okay. That Voldemort had plans to polyjuice potion Harry and go back as Harry. Because, like, why would the Porky go back? You know, like, why not just take it away? But there's this wonderful theory that he would have polyjuice potioned Harry to get back there safely without anyone detecting and no one knowing he was back. 
and then he's in Hogwarts. Oh, okay. And then he can do damage. Gotcha. But then, like, so he would have wanted it to definitely go back to Hogwarts. I think that's a fair theory. <laughs> I mean, it's a wild fan. I theory, think that's yes. kind of that. I think that's on the edges of the of, edge of glory. Yeah, it's, we're on the edge of glory with that one. Uh, but I, I feel like okay, that that's a f- a fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's funny that like there are these subtle things that happen in these books. Uh, where you're like, wait, how does that work? And why does that work that way? And this is, I don't know, it's just definitely one of them. Uh, you know, what I love most about this chapter isn't, um, it isn't like, oh, the big aha moment or Harry, like, uh, you know, having this conversation with Fo Moody. It's actually two things. The first one is just the, the shock of getting back to where he was supposed to go and having Cedric there and everybody running up towards him and Harry just doing everything he can to like stay near Cedric. And I got to bring his, I got to bring his body to his dad and my body back. And, uh, and he is in such shock that it's like one of those moments where it, I know. I, I love this moment in the movie Captain Phillips. I know you haven't seen it, Mary, but Captain Phillips is the is the one with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. and where like the Somalian pirates take over one of the sh- one of the ships, mm-hmm. uh, shipping container ships, and like, um, it's a true story. And Tom Hanks plays Captain Phillips, and after the whole thing goes down, the Somalians get killed, and Tom Hanks gets off the ship after this big, huge, long thing. He gets onto the American aircraft carrier, and he just starts breaking down crying like mm. oh my god this is over this this thing happened and people had to like break like, pick him back up and it's okay we're here it's just this big emotional release mm-hmm. and we didn't necessarily have that release with harry but we had that moment of dumbledore has to come and be like harry it's okay like we're you're here done. Yeah. it's done what happened like you're here now you're safe um, I really like that moment. Um, but then there was this other moment with Dumbledore and, and also kind of Harry too, when Harry is scared of Dumbledore for the way that he like blows the door down mm-hmm. and he says, Oh, like I, I understand now why people would be kind of afraid of this guy, uh, which is in direct contrast to the whole thing of where Dumbledore said to him very calmly <laughs> did you put your name in the cup harry like mm-hmm. there are these two contrasting things and it both ha- it both has to do with dumbledore and i and i really love both of those those small items from the from this chapter uh what stands out to you in this particular chapter oh man oh man i mean like there's so much that obviously is just ingrained in us from reading it or watching it in the movie and you know putting all these pieces together um i like that Phil moody makes Potter a drink and it's very peppery and there actually is a potion called pepper up potion mm-hmm. um, that, you know, can wake you up a little bit. So it's not confirmed that that's what he gives him, but we're pretty sure that's what it is. Um, I think it's really interesting to note Winky in this chapter. Winky the house elf. Yeah. Yeah. 
because Dumbledore, as he comes through the faux glass, as you know, you see him approaching the faux glass, and then he comes in the door with McGonagall and Snape by his side. He says, "Okay, <laughs> uh, go get the dog, you cat lady, you." Yeah, you know, both of you can go pee on a tree or something, and then come back. <laughs> also, we need a house elf named Winky, and this is before Foe Moody has shown who he really is. So, what is that telling you? Well, what does that tell you, first-time reader? Well, I mean, if the fact that Foe, well, it shows that Dumbledore obviously knows that it's Barty Crouch because Junior. why? <laughs> but why? Because so, like, why else bring in Winky? Right? Like, th- agreed. There's no other reason to require Winky. It's be like it, it, he might as well say, "Go get Dobby." Yes. Like for what? Well, Dobby would do a much better job since Winky's just poor little drunken mess in the kitchens. Right. But so what I'm saying is it, it wouldn't matter if he didn't know that it was Body Crouch. Now the question is, how long was it that he knew it was Body Crouch? I think minutes, because as Dumbledore later says, I knew something was wrong the moment that Moody took Harry away yes. after I had said not to. And we know that he's been having suspicions. Um because of the pensive, like what was currently in the pensive was Barty Crouch Jr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Barty Crouch Sr. had been, you know, oh, I made a big mistake. So obviously Dumbledore's brain works in mysterious ways and very, very quickly. But I think he figured it out then. Yeah. And this is kind of the issue that we run into with the author and how she writes her novels especially as it relates to Dumbledore, because we, I think the catch-all for some of the issues the author faces in the narrative is, well, Dumbledore knows. Dumbledore didn't know about the Marauder's map. That's oh! true. But <laughs> what map? We, we have to assume at all times Dumbledore knows basically everything is going on. Because if it doesn't, some of this kind of falls apart. I mean, he didn't know about Foe Moody until five minutes ago. Yeah, but you said he had suspicions. He had suspicions that something up was with the Crouch family. I don't think he had suspicions about Moody. Until Moody acted severely out of character and took Potter. But then, and I I know this goes back to a, a previous chapter, but then why go back to the moment where fo- where sorry where Barty Crouch Jr is being persecuted by his father like that's very specific but i almost think it was more in the eyes of i need to keep my eyes on Barty Crouch Sr like something's off with this guy yeah but by that point Barty Crouch Sr had been croaked yeah but he was beforehand flipping out, saying he made a big mistake, and he was missing. And Weatherby, Witherby, Weaselby was writing his correspondence. <laughs> Good point. Good point. There was some shady stuff. Plus, he misplaced Bertha Jorkins, which, by the way, Bertha Jorkins, like t- top notch, top notch inspective uh, investigative reporter. Right. She she figures it out. Miss Miss. Dumbledum, okay, <laughs> walks in to the Crouch household. Oh, hi. Of course I want some scones and tea. Thank you, Winky. <laughs> and just... You know what I pictured? What? 
I won't say the exact lyrics, but uh, I just pictured the female in Love Actually, and she's like, I want it five times before Jamie comes home. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just picture, not that Bar- Barty Crouch Jr. would be doing anything like that, but I'm just saying that I could just picture him yelling like, Winky, get me my Captain Crunch, you know? <laughs> I just picture him yelling something off in the distance, and then this completely confused Bertha Jerkins, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. saying, who else is here? So, how do you think... What do you think, rather, of the use of Bertha Jorkins throughout the book? Like, she's always on the outskirts, and it's and she's always like a whisper, mm-hmm. but it's never it's she's never directly connected to anything until now. Yes, which is funny because she's been connected from the beginning, right? Like from from the jump, she's mm-hmm. been she's been mentioned. It just goes to show you, you gotta be careful with the people who you tell your secrets to. I just wonder, does, does having Bertha Jorkins involved at all in this story? Obviously, the movie's writers agreed that she was not important. Right, yeah. So, and, and like, of course, again. Otherwise, they would have had to take someone who we do know. That's the issue, is yeah. that were they going to take Fudge? Were they going to take Barty Crouch himself? They needed an in who would have all this information, even so far as, oh, and Alistair Moody has been hired. Yeah. To start at school. Right. Right. So, um, you know, I see it as she was the same year as Wormtail. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a nice little fun additive that she, you know, went to school with Sirius and Wormtail and all those people. So that makes sense as to why Wormtail would have approached her and why she would have talked with him a little bit Mm -hmm. until she was, you know, used memory charmed on. (laughs) Into... Oblivion. Exactly. The poor thing. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I thought it was interesting that Foe Moody then says, you know, and then I used Harry Potter's map and Dumbledore is like, what is this map? <laughs> what do you, what do you ever talk about? Oh, the map that showed me where you were and where everyone was. And it was great. They're like, yeah. I, I couldn't have done it without this map. <laughs> this thing was great. Thanks, Potter. Uh, this and yet, was the easy button. And yet when he speaks about finding the wand at the Triwizard Tournament, he doesn't say that it was Harry Potter's wand. So I think it's really interesting while he'll, while in his like Veritas Serum state, he wouldn't have known who Harry Potter was, most likely. You know, like he, Harry Potter was a baby when he was sentenced to Azkaban. Sure. He wouldn't have known what grown up Harry Potter was going to look like. Um, and then when he was out, he was stuck in his dad's house. I don't know how often he got to read the Daily Prophet mm-hmm. that, oh, he was in school that year. So I don't think he knew it was Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He just took the one. So I think it's interesting that while he is retelling his tale under the Veritas serum, he is saying it as in almost like that present tense of knowledge. I took a boy's wand right in front of me. Yeah, and good yet, point. when he's talking about the wand, I took Potter's. I mean, when he's talking about the map, I took Potter's map. Good point. I like that. That's a good catch. Thanks. Um, who do you who do you think cast the stupefy? What do you mean? Uh, when Moody, Phil Moody is like, now I'm going to kill you. Mu-ha-ha-ha-ha. It's as Harry reached into his robe. Oh, okay. And then you hear Stupefy. Yeah. I'm going to go with Snape. Oh. I'm going to go with Snape. Because no, it doesn't say who says it. Yeah. Um. Wouldn't uh, that be cool? 
That's interesting. Because it's not Harry. Like from what you can I mean, it could have even been Harry. It doesn't say it doesn't say who says it. Which I just think is so flipping cool because those three come in at the same time. Yeah, I'm gonna oh. say Snape. Um I can read it right for you. Just uh because I okay. Moody raised his wand. He opened his mouth. Harry plunged his own hand into his robes. Stupefy! There was a blinding flash of red light, and with a great splintering and crashing, the door of Moody's office was blasted apart. So, did someone stupefy mm. the door? When I would have thought, like, Bombarda, even Alohomora. So, I will, when I've heard, read this over and over, I'm like, Harry would have done stupefy. Sure. Because he's in there. Stupefy isn't the thing that I would cast to a locked door. Well, unless you needed to blow it to bits. There are other spells that would do a much better job. Stupefy to a door would just probably make the door do the same thing. Stay still. Okay, I'm a door. Uh, I could do that really well. <laughs> uh, yeah, you. Uh, I would maybe think oh what's the what's the one that Ginny casts in um in order of the phoenix uh reducto yeah that would reducto would have been great that'd be a good one hmm many other spells hold on you know but what? the stupefy threw me for a loop it is like these two sentences in this chapter i'm like any of them could have said it i think harry because those three were outside and there was a door unless they like teamed up and did multiple spells together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like Dumbledore did an, an audible one, you know, that he just thought in his head, blow up door yeah. and Snape or Minerva say stupefy. All right. So the stunning spell, otherwise known as stupefy, yeah. also known as the stupefying charm or stunner yeah. for short, was a charm that stunned the target, rendering them unconscious. This charm was exceptionally useful in dueling, as it can quickly end a duel without causing lasting damage. Which was one of the few spells that Harry Potter learned during dueling. So was the stupefy charm meant to go through the door to Moody? I think that Harry casts stupefy. I think yeah, but that to Har- what end? To try to stupefy Moody, to save him. Yeah, but all right, read the thing again. Okay. So, mad am I, said Moody, his voice rising uncontrollably. We'll see. We'll see who's mad now that the Dark Lord has returned with me at his side. He's back, Harry Potter. You did not conquer him. And now I conquer you. Moody raised his wand. He opened his mouth. Harry plunged his own hand into his robes. Stupefy. There was a blinding flash of red light. And with a great splintering and crashing, the door of Moody's office was blasted apart. Moody was thrown backward into the office floor, and Harry, staring at the place where Moody's face had been, saw Albus Dumbledore, Professor Snape, and Professor McGonagall looking back at him out of the faux glass. He looked around and saw the three of them standing in the doorway, Dumbledore in front, his wand outstretched. Hmm, interesting. So by reading that, you're thinking it's either Harry or Dumbledore. And during all of this crazy stuff, you're thinking, oh, it had to be Dumbledore. I don't think Dumbledore would have stupefied a door. Hmm. Yeah, no, because the way that it reads, the way that it reads is Harry plunged his hands into, into his, his robes, robes and then he's and then he yelled stupefy. He, he, well, no, he didn't yell stupefy. Stupefy is said. Stupefy is said. But by who? 
And then after he says stupefy, there's a red light. Yes. And then the door crashes open. Yes. And I think the way that it reads is that it's two separate spells. It's two it's two separate instances. Right? Because it doesn't say that stupefy resulted in the door crashing. Ooh, did Moody stupefy him? Did Moody try to stupefy him? But that, then there was a blinding flash of red light. That feels more like it to me. Like okay. he plunged his hands into his robe, like to While try Moody to, is yelling stupefy. And then he, because it does say Harry heard stu, he heard stupefy. No. no. No, what does it say again? It says Harry plunged his own hand into his robes, yep. dash, stupefy. Exclamation point. Yeah, actually. So it doesn't say that he yelled it. It says nobody yelled it. Just as yelled. Right. By who? Okay, so if that's the case, since we know that stupefy is a stunning spell. Yes. But it doesn't do that much damage, like long lasting damage. Yes. It has to be Moody. I think it has to be Harry. No. Because I think Moody would have Avada Kedavered him. No, I think, I think, no, 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 no. No He way. wants to kill him. I will now conquer you. He's going to be so proud of me when I kill you. I think he would have done a lot more damage than stupefy. No, I don't like, think Like so. level two, year two, uh, dueling class. This is Harry freaking Potter who knows Expelliarmus, stupefy, like two other dueling spells right now. The only other option could have been someone bombarded or reductoed or something the door and someone else stupefied. If like the trio yeah. once again teamed up and they did like a couple of things. But I find this very confusing. I don't think Barty Crouch Jr. would have stupefied Harry Potter. To what end? To what end? Maybe because he's plunging his hand, but he already was going to do it before Harry plunged his hand into his robe. He's saying, I'm going to conquer you. The only, thing I could, you. the only thing I could think of is that it was an initial, like, it was, <laughs> when you're under a lot of pressure and the first thing that comes to your brain isn't necessarily Avada Kedavra, it's, I have to stop this person. I don't know. This is like the smartest Death Eater I've met. So, I don't think so. So, my money is on... Moody Crouch or faux yeah. Moody, right? Because again, the way that it reads is Harry's react. Harry's action is to plunge his hands into his robes, which you would imagine is to grab his wand mm-hmm. to do something to Moody. One of his two dueling right. spells that he knows. Moody sees that faux Moody sees this and says, "Stupefy to stop Harry." independent of all of this <laughs> i know we're going way too into this but this is a great this is a great question thank Mary. you yeah independent of all this as well happening simultaneously is dumbledore crashing through the door and taking control of the situation the trio crashes through the door right so the way that i read it initially without i mean before this conversation was Dumbledore is the one that does the stupefy to the door and blows the door open. Which would be a stupid spell to blow a door. Right. So that has to mean it's Moody. Because Harry isn't going to stupefy because nothing happens. Or it could have been, like I said, Snape or McGonagall stupefy while Dumbledore bombardas or vice versa. Right, but the door explodes after stupefy the stupefy said. happens. Yes. So it can't be. So it has to be on the inside. It room. has to be on the inside. And it's either Moody or Harry. But Harry would, I think that the, the, the difference would be that the author would have said, Harry pulled out his wand, stupefy, as opposed to Harry reaches in his robes. 
But he said his ro- his wand was in his robes. That was just said like a couple paragraphs. Well, implicit before. in his implicit in it is that he's going to get his wand, right? But the 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 action is indicating that he's only reaching in, that he hasn't actually grabbed it yet, mm-hmm. and he hasn't pulled it out yet. And I don't think Harry is in a position where he can just touch the wand so quickly, pull it out and be like, stupefy that quickly. He's not that advanced yet. I appreciate that. He did just fight Voldemort and survive. So I think he's that advanced because he's just naturally that good. And I don't think Phil Moody, Barty Crouch Jr., would have stupefied Harry Potter. But you know what? We're never going to know. That's true. (laughs) It's fair. But at least we do know that it comes from, or we can at least pass the fact that it comes from within the room as opposed to Snape. It's in the room where it happened. It's in the the room where it happened. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I guess in the middle of all of this, Mary, is the fact that real Moody is stuck in this room. With a seven-keyed trunk. With a seven-keyed trunk. And when you consider the way that people describe Moody at the beginning of this book, how paranoid he is, how embattled he is, it's like what he has gone through for this entire year being... uh, being charmed basically again into oblivion uh and having the you know like the the curse you know the not to mention his hair kept getting ripped out right that hurts like that sucks that hurts um that feels to me like the worst possible thing that could happen to moody and you know what he doesn't retire he just goes back for more next year yeah, right. He just shows up again and is like, yeah, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, thanks. You know, I. it's pretty remarkable, right? It's, it is. It's pretty remarkable that he is able, I mean, it shows you the mental toughness that he has, number one, but also, number two, the 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 constant vigilance mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that, like, it's, it's ironic that Faux Moody is the one teaching Harry how to combat the imperious curse because that's what he was able to do. Yeah. And and at the same time, real Moody was able to combat the imperious curse. Like eventually it all just kind of and 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 then Barty Crouch senior combats the imperious. Like it it, it all kind of goes back it's, it, as the Joker says it's all part of the plan, right? It's all part of the plan. Um I love that the author is well aware of the curse but is also uh, aware uh, that there are side effects to the curse or, or the power of the curse can only last so long, right? And that has a specific effect on what happens mm-hmm. in the plot, right? It's not just thrown in there for the sake of being thrown in there. Agreed. You know, I think that's I think that's really cool. And another thing that I have to think of too is how kind of sadistic Barty Crouch Jr. is for imprisoning yeah, this Moody guy, that That's way. what I'm saying, Blake. Like, this guy is bad news. I think he is the worst in the best way. Death Eater. Like, he is the best Death Eater. Yeah. And when this you start- guy would not be doing stupefy. <laughs> like, when you start considering the fact that this is how his dad kind of treated him, like imprisoned mm-hmm. him in the way, and like with the, yep, with the with the vanishing. I'm sorry, with the uh, what the hell's it called there? 
um, invisibility cloak. the invisibility cloak yeah mm-hmm. um and how he basically replicates that for moody yeah and on top of all of this he he and wormtail are able to capture mad eye moody one of the toughest roughest aurors around yeah which is pretty which, like let's be real with wormtail that's like a handicap yeah know? yeah sure absolutely and with that said, I, there's also this moment, too, when Faux Moody's like, you know, I'm going to kill you. And Voldemort's going to, uh, what does he say? He's going he's gonna, to uh, consider him closer than a son, mm-hmm. which is wild, right? Because we talked earlier in many episodes ago about this notion that Junior is replacing senior with Voldemort like mm-hmm. oh god how mm-hmm. right uh it we're, we're 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 painting a very specific picture of of faux moody here and um I, I, he's a scary dude yeah I, and I, you know who loves him little winky no master oh my gosh you killed your dad no master right. poor thing and oh, here's another thing too poor winky elf magic yeah right dude that's no joke she was like oh and then he got away so i used my own magic on him to make him go to the woods and stay put no wand necessary this is dobby action right here she just says it and it's done yep right elf magic don't mess with it no wands is powerful (laughs) and it makes you wonder like why do elves with that much power feel so subservient to wizards. I'm just so happy that in the book, which has spew at the end of this book, you are now seeing some of what Hermione was fighting for. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely not. And I never will. Like I could just picture spew Hermione the, Granger literally the worst. hearing you say this at the great hall conversation, Slytherin Blake Larson. I just don't understand guys, how, how our house elves can have so much power. And yet, they're relegated to these tasks. Hermione would have fallen in love with you right right then and there. <laughs> no, no, it would have been. No, they should, should have given you a badge wizards. just for that. <laughs> she would have given you a badge. <laughs> just come and slapped it yes, right on you. <laughs> you are the vice president. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, uh, elves. <laughs> elves in and of themselves yeah. could legitimately be scary. If they really wanted to be, because that, as you can tell, just through Winky. Hey, I played World of Warcraft. That's true. <laughs> I've watched Lord of the Rings. Don't mess with elves. Magic for elves feels a lot more innate and internal than it does for wizards. Agreed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. But they're not like mythical beasts in the sense that they want to live outside in the forest. They're not those kind of elves. Mm-hmm. They need a home. And maybe if Spew was brought into legislation. <laughs> Spew will never be brought into legislation. Hermione Granger? is awful. Spew is okay, literally well, the worst. Well, I mean, it is the worst name. So, yes. <laughs> so, I. But elf magic, big deal. Yeah, big, big, huge deal here. And, okay, so. We have all of this, and, and then he turns his dad into a bone. Yeah, like a bone 
that probably gets dug up by Sirius and Fang. Oh my goodness! Because because <laughs> Animagus, yeah, Animagi. What did we say that they were called? Is that it? Animagus is Animagi. Yeah, Animagi or Animagi, whatever. Talk to the other animals. We learned right. that with Wormtail talking to all the rats who were like, "Oh, watch out! There's this weird snake thing." Like, right. oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Sirius is just waiting for the end of the Trade Wizard tournament, is he chilling with Fang? Oh, Fang. I got this really good bone. <laughs> Definitely a FEMA. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to watch out for that. I heard, that's, Mac- a, I heard that's a person. Then McGonagall comes over. Meow. Come yeah. here. <laughs> Hi, Fang. Meow. And they start barking at each other. <laughs> All I can picture now is just McGonagall just whacking Fang the way Hissing. the cats do. Hissing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Fang, we're trying to do work. <laughs> Fang. Pat, 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 this, pat, is, pat, pat. this is Animagus, Magus, Magic, whatever. It's us time, not you time. <laughs> it's our time down here. <laughs> um, and yeah, you're right. And like, Worried about what? I just said a lot of silly stuff. Well, the the, the bone <laughs> oh. and, and how and how he, but Junior just mur- straight up murders his dad and is like, yeah, I'm going to turn you, you into bone. And you can't make things disappear. Like right. nothing can come out of nothing and nothing can disappear into nothing. So you have right. to make it into something. And he's like, right. what else? Yeah, I'll just make it a bone. I know, I know he has a dog. Yeah, so we'll figure that out. I like dogs. And then the, and then the bone gets eaten. It makes you think like, dude. If if it, if a wizard wanted you dead, he buries a bone next to Fang. Yeah, like think of that. If if a wizard wants you dead, yep, you're dead. Not only are you ded dead, but you're covered up for life because they could just turn you into whatever. Yeah, piece of grass, and that's it. That's the end. I and mean, you're it, blowing it, in the not wind. Any like maybe there are some rules. Like maybe it still had to be some form of the person, and that's what he knew. But that's how bad he is. Right. That is how brilliantly bad this man is. That he knows right. to turn him into a bone right. and stick him next to the big dog on campus. So what do you think of the use of Veritaserum just as a device to begin with? Not necessarily like, oh, like we're going to use Veritaserum to get the truth. But the fact that the author needs something like Veritaserum to get the the rest of this stuff done and over with at the end of this book. I mean, it's very confusing. I feel like rules at Hogwarts are not rules in the world. Because if there was Veritaserum that was this easily accessible, then why weren't they using it on all of the Death Eaters just to find out the truth? Right. Um, so to me, this is kind of like on the DL, like this is black market stuff, but Snape being the potions master that he is, can make all of this stuff and does keep it, you know, because sure. Dumbledore is Dumbledore. And what I like too is Dumbledore said, bring us your strongest truth potion, which makes me wonder like, okay, are there not strong truth potions? Are there potions? levels of are truth? Are there like, maybe, like this is 80% true. <laughs> this is a roll the dice true yeah i want your strongest one okay yeah obviously so that's what i want I think. the 180 proof thank I you very much that he knows whether whether dumbledore has asked snape to i mean dumbledore probably asked him like always have some veritas like his, listen you're part of the order of the phoenix these are the things you got to have to make for me you are the potions master mm-hmm. on my zombie apocalypse team and so your job <laughs> your job is that you need to make all the serums make all the stuff including my facial serum and my eye cream um <laughs> well i jam out to kelly clarkson but you got to have this. I need a good toner, please. Thank and you like, very much. And you're like a Slytherin and like former Death Eater. So if we do ever get audited right. for naughty stuff, yep. A, you know, Professor Sprout's going to hide a few things, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, much, <laughs> much. And you need to just 
flush your Veritas serum down the drain and Morning Myrtle will just tell all their secrets. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all the secrets. And then I liked Harry Potter. <laughs> I see everyone's bums. <laughs> Morning Myrtle. Oh, imagine if she was... all of her secrets. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. You got anything else for that this was it. chapter of my life? I would love for people to to let us know when you're listening to this episode. Here's what I want. I want you to screenshot this episode, pop it in your stories, tag us. If you're on Instagram, it's the easiest way for us to reshare it. Mm-hmm. Tag us and tell us who do you think cast Stupefy? So you're gonna screenshot this, throw it like in your it. stories and say, I think, you know, it needs to be one of those five people. So we got yes. Moody, Harry, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Snape. All right, you ready for a different perspective? Yes. Let's do it. Holy cricket, you're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione Granger. And you are... Winky. Winky! How you been, girl? I feel like you got a, you, got, you got some stuff happening today. You know, <laughs> Dobby told me I had so much bad luck that it was, do- that it was done. <laughs> Wait, that you were what? I had so much bad things. These said things come in threes. <laughs> and that I was I was done. That you were done? I was done with my bad luck. <laughs> and now I'm not. And, <laughs> and it's just getting worse and worse. Well, maybe if you gussy to yourself up every once in a while, well, Winky. There's no one to gussy for. My love is a bone. My love is a bone. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I feel. I feel like you were, you were a, a little I attached so to, to to Body Crouch Junior. Even though you knew he was kind of a he bad was dude, like a baby to me. Yeah, he's a bad boy. Why he's did... a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what makes me so mad? What's that? He didn't say hi to me at all this year. Oh. He saw me. He saw me all year. Well, about that she was in the castle that whole time yeah yeah the whole time could have helped could have yeah. done something she would have done something do you think winky would have helped like the plan um i don't know that's I a good question i too. mean she helped the og plan of escape yeah so right so and like, then to the, keep the, him there the morals there are a little in question who is who is well especially here's i think she would have once barty crouch senior was killed because house elf rules he, she would have just passed down ownership correct. to barty crouch jr correct like i would have at that point been like hey winky wink but i can't yeah <laughs> good point <laughs> <laughs> it's me yeah and guess what you're mine now. Yeah. So, so let's but here's be evil the question, together. though. Here's the question: Why then did she attach herself to to Junior if she does have this loyalty to the Crouch family? She's loyal to the whole family, right? But like, and I think she helped raise him since he was a baby. Yeah, but why would she prevent him from doing more harm? Like, if that is her master, let's say, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that she'd just be going along with whatever? Well, I think Dobby shows us that. That's not always true. Toby is a free elf. All right, Marvin, we got uh, some email and questions. Are you ready for that? Yes. Here we go. Oh, Miles Head. All right, this one comes from Will. He says, uh, Marion Blake, greetings from down under. Good day. 
Longtime listener, first time emailer. Thank you so much. Oh no no, uh, that's not the right. That's not the right thing. Here it is. There we go. That's the right one. Question for you both: If you've taken the Wizarding World wand or Patronus quiz, what would you get? Oh shoot! I did take it. I did take it. Let's see if I can log into Pottermore. Yeah, uh, which well, is no longer. It's no longer Pottermore. It's something else now, isn't it? It's it's called. Uh, I forget what they called it now. The Wizarding World. Yeah, didn't you get an otter? Wasn't that's, that the one you that's got? That's what um, Hermione's is. Yeah, but I thought you got you got like something like random. I got yeah. I did not like my Patronus. Yeah, yeah, and I think I have not taken the quiz. I did like my wand. Um, I my wand was you did take it long ago, far far away. Uh, my wand was um, it was dragon heart string, and I think the the wood was hawthorn. Hmm, I, interesting. I, I could have. I could be wrong. I, I could. It was. A, you're right, Mary. We, we took that thing a long time ago. And I wasn't happy with my Patronus results for sure. Yeah, because you got like <laughs> some like I don't want to say a stupid animal, but like you got a random one. I mean, it was like as random as an otter. Yes, like you got like a platypus. Hopefully, not like a weasel or something. I, I would love a platypus. <laughs> okay, vol, like volley a little bit. I'm okay. resetting my code to mean the wizarding. Fam. Because oh, yeah, would be, be back going and back and forth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I I feel like yeah, mine was oh, what the hell was? It? Yeah, I think it was Hawthorne and Dragonheart String. Uh, I don't remember much else on top of that, but yours was definitely random. Um, and I remember our son took the quiz and he got it. He was so pissed off because he got a he got an animal that he just did not like at all. Um, so the next email that we have here, Mary, and I'm gonna write. I'm gonna read the email while you reset your password mm-hmm. and, and do the whole thing, uh, and then we'll come back to this. Will I promise? The next one comes from Sharon. She says, "Hey, Mary and Blake, something has always bothered me about the death of Cedric Diggory mm-hmm. in both the book and, and the I movie." Both. Huh? Is it you and I both? The canon is that Cedric was murdered by Voldemort when technically it was Wormtail who killed him. Wormtail used a wand for the killing curse to bind Harry and to perform the bone. A mink. You got a mink. <laughs> yeah, it was random. I told you. Doesn't that suck? Mink. Oh, but I did like my wand. Yeah. Applewood with unicorn core, 14 and a half inches, and quite bendy flexibility. Oh. Applewood and a unicorn. Like, hello, that's me. Yes, that is very much you. Okay. Mink. <laughs> Is is there any explanation about the mink or see. what it means or Probably not. what it entails or no anything? I mean, I guess it looks like a cat. I just feel like it becomes a coat for people. That's not good. <laughs> it becomes a coat for people as a mink. As I'm going to look at this mink as a patronus. Uh, here we go. Ah, what is your? <laughs> what does your patronus mean? Patronus analysis uh, of a mink. Okay. The mink is very unusual Patronus in oh. that a number of personality types can conjure it. Okay. Although those with the, this Patronus do share the same characteristics. They are merely expressed in different manners. Okay. Those with the mink Patronus are very clever, often humorous, and those with this Patronus can be very witty and a pleasure to be around. Conversely, though, Uh-oh. those who have the mink Patronus can be a trickster and not to be trusted. People who conjure this Patronus can be solitary on nature, spending lots of time alone. However, those who conjure this Patronus can also be popular, but quite 
quiet in their true feelings. This Patronus is unusual in that it can be found in almost similar numbers in all houses. Interesting. So it's the catch-all. It is a kind it's basically of the ketchup. Like the condiment ketchup. Yes. Ketchup can be used pretty much on anything. What do you want it? I want ketchup. Okay. Yep. All well, right. Okay, that makes you sense. You yeah. can't figure you out, Mary, you get a mink. This isn't like, you know, Dijon mustard. You know. <sighs> nope. This is ketchup. You got ketchup. I mean, this isn't like oh, like a bacon blue burger, which is pretty much the stag. <laughs> No, I got ketchup. <laughs> got the ketchup equivalent of a Patronus. Oh, oh man. That's Sorry, so we were in the middle of another That's email. Okay. All right, Wormtail used a wand for the killing curse to bind it Harry. It technically is Wormtail. And to that perform does, the yes. bone flesh blood spell. After Voldemort is resurrected, he takes his wand from his robes. So, how is it that Cedric's essence emerges from Voldemort's wand during the Priori Incantatum? Is this another mistake, like James emerging before Lily? What? your thoughts. I would have thought that that wand was the wand that Voldemort uses. I would have thought that the wand that Wormtail had in his hand is the one that he gives to Voldemort. Yes, I think... Well, I mean, Sharon does say that Voldemort pulls his wand from his robes. But maybe he shoved it in there while he shoved him into the pot. (sighs) Yeah. Just like stupefy. We may never know. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying, Sharon, and I think, again, this has to come down to narrativium and magic right like narrativium is like something happens because it has to happen Mm -hmm. and that's just the way that it goes uh yeah interesting very interesting all right Marvin, you got anything else for this episode or this uh, chapter rather that's it that is it ready to close it out yeah let's do it so incredibly much for tuning into this episode of the Potterverse. If you like our podcasts and are not yet a member at jointhenerdclan.com, this is your opportunity to. For as little as $2 a month, which is less than a cup of coffee, you can contribute to this Mama Pop podcast. We truly are so grateful for every single one of you who has contributed or will contribute in the future. Uh, it helps pay for our website fees and our uploading and our studios and our mics, and it truly makes this possible. So we are ever so grateful. So if you do take the time to listen to the Mary and Blake podcast and your budget allows, just know that it means a lot to us. And know too that you know we're not just you know taking it and you know saying thanks thanks for the memories. I mean, you're, we're getting some cool stuff here, too, like uh, early access to the podcasts and uh, special podcasts like Keep Calm and Crown On for the Crown. And then also Baking with Blake, which is a brand new show that we're doing where you're just invited into my kitchen and we get to bake things together, chat, have fun. And we got a few surprises coming up for you soon, too. So look forward to that. On that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. Mischief Managed. <laughs>